Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm your host, Dave C., and you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on Torchu. And the show ID is 791. 791- 0667, and you're most welcome. Indeed, uh, bonjour, Madame Miss Michelle. No, that's not right, is it? Um, I, I, was trying, I was trying to be funny. <laughs> Failed miserably. I was trying to uh, introduce it as though you were having to leave uh, Paris or France in a hurry. So, uh, uh, avec vous, uh, Angleterre, uh, asseyez-vous, uh, Au revoir. That's my O-level French from, well, too many years ago to mention. And uh, it's only a side little reference to today's episode of Never Isolated, hosted here on TalkShoe, where I, your host, Dave C., that's me, uh, talks about the uh, unraveling, the the ever-changing scenarios around the world because of coronavirus, COVID-19. And today, uh, the episode number is episode 105, Never Isolated, Updates, Travel and Stats. And bad French. (laughs) Um, And uh, today's date is, wow, it's already, would you believe, Friday the 14th of August, 20. 20. Yeah, I could have titled it slightly differently because our last episode, uh, episode 104, was entitled Going the Wrong Way, but in a different sense. I could have called this episode 105 Returning Home, but um, we'll get on. But look, David, it's not working. Just try and give uh, the facts as you can best represent them. And to that end, we will refer in the main to the BBC online news service so that I don't give out misinformation. And on a side note there, I should just say that I read that Facebook had deleted something like 500 accounts, might have been 5,000, which is a very small drop in the ocean with the number of people on Facebook, I realise. But for, I think, um, supposedly giving out... um, not just misleading information, but possibly um, potentially dangerous information. And I think some of it was relating to uh, different ways of trying to safeguard yourself from the coronavirus, untested, unproven, not medically approved, uh, (coughs) excuse me, thoughts. And um, the danger, of course, was that people would follow that guidance and maybe make themselves very unwell indeed and that brings us back all the way to a good two months ago when um, even the president of the united states was saying information or as he said he was only joking uh, mentioning about you know uh, using light and uh, using uh, bleach and so on unfortunately um the trouble with uh, things like that is that um 
if we go further and um, anyway, action has been taken on that. And therefore, I am very particular that any information I give out here is at least from a, a known and supported site. I don't give out all the information by any means. I just point you to articles that I've read, give a very short uh, snippet of what's on there on the uh, public need to know. And then I... Uh, suggest that you follow that up by going to the site itself and checking out their content. Well, that, as usual, is one of my long preambles. We'll try and keep under 30 minutes, and this will be the last of the weekly, our daily, midweek episodes. We're trying to cut it down from the four or five hours doing before. I explained all about that on episode uh, 104. So just in case you don't get all the way to the end, let me just mention that the very next episode of Never Isolated will come sometime over the weekend. It will be episode 106, Never Isolated, The Lonesome Quiz 17. So if you want a, a break from all this serious news, that will be the 17th of the quizzes that we've done over a four-month period and uh, it will either go up on the Saturday or maybe uh, in the early morning of Sunday, where I'm based here in the UK. But that's for another time. We are on today's episode. And um, one of the things that I need to mention is, and I talk, touched upon it briefly before, is that um, in the UK, they've realigned the way that the COVID-19 death and cases stats have been uh, counted. The reasoning behind that is to bring it into line with the rest of the devolved governments in the UK, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Um, but it does slightly smack of making the figures look slightly better. Let me just read from a particular site. This is the government site itself. And I put the link in the room already. And I shall read it out now. Coronavirus, that's all one word, remember. Coronavirus.data.gov.uk. And it's got two uh, boxes at the top. And I'm just going to read from those and then I'll just read the latest stats. Daily reported COVID deaths are now measured across the UK as deaths that occurred within 28 days of the first laboratory confirmed positive COVID test. Data using the old and new measures can be downloaded here, and it shows that on another page. We've not received the latest data cases in England for today, so the data that's showing on this site at the moment is the updated for Thursday, the 13th of August. And to that end, let me just mention that it now, oh, before I do, let me just give you a comparative uh, set of stats. Um, for instance, if I go back to um, uh, Saturday, um, the 8th of August, there were 55 new deaths, and that brought the total up to 46,000. 566 and on Sunday there were a further eight new deaths bringing the total up to 46,574. 
Um, and we did have a high um, one time towards the end of last week when we had, um, <clears throat> I think we uh, we certainly had one with 85 and sometimes we had uh, 27. However, the new number has been reduced almost by 5,000 because of the new definition. Now, those deaths are not discounted deaths. One would assume, and one would assume they've been put into a different area of the statistical recording. And that may have another effect, but I'll mention that in a second. The um, current deaths as up to yesterday, Thursday, uh, deaths within 28 days of a positive test, the daily numbers were sadly had increased by 18, and the new total, 41,000, obviously down a lot, 41,347. Now, one of the things that had been talked about before this change was the fact that um, the access excess deaths were counted against the previous sort of 10 years of averaged out normal deaths for the particular weeks and months um, to set aside how many access excess deaths it had. Now, those ones that have been taken out of this list, that four and a half to 5,000 extra numbers, they've not just disappeared. One presumes they will be added into the total of the classes normal deaths. Um, and uh, this will mean that um, although the total number of deaths in the COVID positive will have gone by down by four and a half thousand, one would suppose the other figure has had those figures deemed as part of their numbers. There won't be four and a half thousand added, they will be just moved across graphs. And I don't think I explained that very well, but I hope you understand what I mean by it. Uh, it's a recalibration of how the figures are. So they're not suggesting that four and a half thousand less people died. They're just uh, attributing it to a different section of the statistics and bringing it in line with not only the other parts of the UK, but many other countries that use that 28-day uh, test, positive tests, as a reason for inclusion. So just to underline that and to move on, yesterday, 18 new deaths in the UK as a whole, bringing the total Confirmed by COVID-19 with a positive test, 41,347. Still staggering, still puts us within the top 10 countries. Uh, we were at one time in the top four. I think we're more likely about uh, the seventh now, which is not a very happy place to be, even though I still believe that the UK has done made mistakes, but done a good job um, overall in terms of the fact that our National Health Service 
was never overwhelmed. And one of the consistent stories I've been hearing from the Latin American countries, even some of the European countries, even some of the states in Australia, that the hospitals are having difficulty coping. Now, their death rates may be smaller, but the incidence of infections, especially on maybe younger people and people gathering on beaches and holidays and so on, uh, have meant um, what might be termed a second wave in some of these countries. And just to just say that England is certainly not unblemished, UK is not unblemished, because there are, and I'm in one of those areas, the Greater Manchester area, and Preston just nearby and other places um, are in stricter measures than the rest of the country. And I'll go on about that because that's slightly changing from tomorrow. Yes, from Saturday the 15th of August, there are new guidelines coming in to the UK. So I've given those updates. Uh, the travel um, refers mainly to a rush of people who are in uh, France and um, some of the people are uh, desperate. Um, and I'm going to put the link in first because this is on the second of two pages already in the um, the active and live update page on the bbc.co.uk site. So I put that in the link. And those people listening to Never Isolated, other than on the Torchy site, thank you indeed for listening. But while I do this live here on the site, I can put in text chat. And indeed, I'm also displaying um, one of the um, Never Isolated uh, show badges, which is the one that features all the little holiday activities, uh, cruise liners, beaches, bicycling, golfing, camping, and so on. I'm using that as a little uh, background icon for today. So the URL I'm going to quote, oh no, before I do that, let me just play in my little uh, reminder. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, um, that just gave me a moment to just uh, take a breath and have a sip of my cup of tea. So the URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash five three double seven five six eight two and then it's forward slash page forward slash two now if you didn't catch that just move the slider back 15 20 seconds and try again okay people some people coming from to the uk from france and the netherlands must quarantine for 14 days from tomorrow, Saturday. It's from something like 3 or 4 p.m. arriving in the UK. If they arrive after that, they have to self-quarantine. So there's been um, a bit of a rush. And, of course, people coming on the Eurostar by train from France, um, they've been told not to try and arrive at the terminal without a ticket because um, the um, most of their um, trains will be full and in fact uh, this was updated and during this just after 11am here this was updated about three hours ago on the live 
reporting page I've just given the URL for. So this particular one I will read <clears throat> because um, for some people this will be critical. And of course, as I do this live, within 15 minutes of me finishing, this episode is up live on the feed. So it could still arrive early enough on the feeds for people to hear it. You're a tunnel. Don't come to terminals without a ticket. Eurotunnel, the rail service carrying road vehicles under the channel between France and the UK, said it is nearly fully booked following the UK announcement of new quarantine measures beginning on Saturday. The service said it was continuing its services as scheduled. It says travellers in France wanted to return to the UK earlier than planned would need to amend their ticket online and warn people not to show up at its terminal without a valid ticket. And they do have a Twitter account, and it's Lee Shuttle. That's the ambassade sign, L-E, and then Shuttle, but it's all one word. Eurotunnel, Lee Shuttle, but the actual Twitter account is ambassand, capital L, small E, capital S-H-U-T-T-L-E. E. Um, so that's the information and that was breaking news this morning and um, France it says follows that France takes stock after the UK announcement I'll read a little bit of this obviously in most cases I will read very small amounts I'm sorry if you heard my phone just pinging that moment <clears throat> this is by Lucy Williamson the BBC Paris correspondent. France takes stocks after UK announcements. Again, won't read it all. The spectre of fresh quarantine measures has hung over France ever since its infection rate began to rise. It's now seeing 2,000 new cases each day and the Prime Minister has admitted the situation is headed in the wrong direction. Oh, that's the quote of going the wrong way that I used uh, uh, on the last episode a couple of days ago. But the British decision will be unwelcome news for the tourist sector here, already reporting a big drop in British visitors. At a campsite near Euro Disney, just outside Paris, the number of Brits has dropped by more than two thirds this year. So again, I won't read any more of that, but that is really what is happening. And uh, there will, of course, be some reciprocal action, or one would think, um, for that. Now, just before I go on to the changes for tomorrow, let me just see if there's any just other headlines. I mentioned the total here. The last world stats that I have, and I think these are going to be updated uh, fairly soon. Um, and I had that. World cases at 20.6 million. Aces, that is. And the number of deaths, just over uh, 750,000, three quarters of a million. And as we know, there are many countries where that may be vastly underreported. Certainly in Latin America and some of um, um, the countries there, um, there's been um, odd interviews, little videos of people that have um, who say the numbers 
well, they even quote numbers 10 times higher. Uh, uh, in their particular country, not 10 times higher than the three quarters of the million, but 10 times higher in their particular official quoted figures. Okay, let me go to this particular one here, because um, depending on how much time I've got, I want to really cover this. Now, this, because it's recovering the fresh lockdown changes in England, I am going to go into a little bit more detail because of the public need to know. I'm based in the UK, uh, where at other places, I just read very small sections and suggest people do follow up on the site themselves. But for this particular one, more beauty treatments, small wedding receptions and live indoor performances will be able to resume in England from Saturday as lockdown rules are eased. Even though, you know, coming back to the country, that's going to go uh, more. And I think one of the reasons you might think, well, that seems contrary. One's easing off and one's tightening. But I suppose if it's going to be easing off in the country, the last thing you want is to be easy off. Somebody comes home from abroad and joins in that fun and spreads it. So I'm assuming that's the logic. So what are the changes? Indoor theatre, music and performance venues will be able to open with socially distanced audiences. Wedding receptions in the form of a sit-down meal for up to 30 guests will be permitted. The piloting of a small number of sporting events to test the safe return of spectators will resume, commencing with the final of the World Snooker Championship at Sheffield's Crucible Theatre, and that's over the weekend. Casinos, bowling alleys, skating rings and soft play centres uh, will be allowed. That's where the children can you know, uh, go down slides and into those uh, uh, big areas filled with little, those little plastic balls and things. Close contact beauty services such as facials, eyebrow threading, eyelash treatments and makeup applications and uh, will be a microblading. I don't know what that is. But anyway, pilots will take place at conference venues ahead of the expected resumption of business events, but that will be October the 1st at the easiest. Um, nightclubs and other entertainment, adult entertainment, will remain closed in England. Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland retain their own powers over lockdown restrictions and have eased them at their own pace. So if you're in the UK like myself, but in Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland, read, please, your relevant information there. OK, uh, I'm just going to move away from those two pages I've done so I know where I am. There is an awful lot in education about the A-levels announcements. Remember, students have had um, um, their um, A-level results in England now. Uh, given and there's still some fervor over that. Scotland has taken an about turn on theirs, but although this is very, very significant, I think it's slightly beyond the scope of what I can cover in 30 minutes. So if if you are a family with either a, a child or a grandchild or a nephew and a niece in that situation, please go and check that out. You'll find it under the education section of the BBC site. 
And again, just to pause my breath one moment, excuse me, I'll just play that short clip in one second time. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, well, there's a couple of items now about viruses are vaccinations. Um, I'm not going to read them all, but um, in fact, I'm not going to read them in any sense, really. But I will refer you with the URLs for you to check them up because, uh, again, I know other countries, I know there was a big mention that I made of, of uh, Russia surprising the world with having its plan ready for vaccination and some scepticism from uh, other medical pra- uh, countries on the efficacy of that. But um, this is from Naomi Grimley, the Global Affairs Correspondent. It's in the health section of the BBC. The URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash five three seven four one nine double six. And this was um, uh, from yesterday, uh, but it's some. T- uh, uh, how will the world vaccinate 7 billion? And it's posed as a question. Teams across the world are working to develop a vaccine that will be effective against COVID-19. Prime Minister Boris Johnson had called it the most urgent shared endeavour of our lifetimes. But, the way from, uh, but away from the high-tech science finding a winning formula, what about the logistics of rolling out a vaccine to 7 billion people worldwide? In the UK, at the heart of that effort is the Harwell Science Campus on an ex-RAF airbase in Oxfordshire. And there's an awful lot about that information there. But one thing I do remember reading on earlier tests where one um, doctor was showing, uh, not doctor, um, um, uh, a scientist was holding a small bottle which had, what, 25 centiliters, maybe 50 centiliters in it, was saying that it can be uh, provide as many as one to two thousand vaccinations within a bottle as small as that. So transporting the vaccine, presumably in sort of uh, some chilled uh, cabinet or refrigerated method, uh, the actual volumes. Um, in fact, I'm not too sure now when he said something like it, 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 there was a lot in that small bottle, but in within a litre, a flask of a litre, that could be perhaps 2,000 doses in a litre. So um, you're only getting like a a 5cc dose or something like that. So please do read that. As I mentioned, I've given out the URL, uh, and that's by Naomi Grimley. uh, And I'm going to move off that page uh, because um, there's another one on the health page, but I will read the URL for this one. And this is by Fergus Walsh. So I'll put the URL in. Then I'm just going to check to see if anybody has joined me live. Um, unfortunately, I won't be unmuting people who do come in. Now, this was updated as little as four hours ago, but still in the health section. And the URL is as follows. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash five three double seven 
2650. Move the slider back 15 seconds. Coronavirus vaccine. UK signs deal for 90 million virus vaccine doses. Remember, the population of the UK is something like 64, 65 million. And I'm assuming very young children or babies wouldn't be given it. But I don't know. That's just me speculating. Again, I'm not going to read all this, but I'll read the first part of it. Because this is, again, public need to know. The UK government has signed deals for a further 90 million doses, a further 90 million doses of coronavirus vaccine. The vaccines have been developed by a Belgian pharmaceutical company, Janssen, J-A-N-S-E-N, just in case you need to look it up, and the US biotech company, uh, Novavax, N. O-V-A-V-A-X. It means the UK has placed orders for six, six experimental vaccines, taking its potential stockpile to 340 million doses. So one would presume that um, if very quickly one or two of those prove to be more um, efficacious or whatever the word is, early on then they've got you know they've got they, they haven't just got a small amount of that one and we'll have to give them the one that doesn't work as well they've got that 340 million presumably in equal numbers um uh, to make up to that number uh, okay most of the vaccines require only two so it means sorry let me read that bit again. In theory, there should be enough for everyone in the UK to get five doses. Most of the vaccines only require two. So presumably you need a vaccine and then two or three weeks later, maybe a booster. But again, I only am supposing that. Katie Bing Kate Bingham, the chair of the UK Government Vaccine Task Force, told the BBC, we don't know if any of these vaccine formats that we've acquired will actually work. That's a very strong warning. There are no licensed vaccines for any human coronavirus. Remember, we do have the flu uh, vaccine that's given uh, the winter flu. But she added it was a priority to ensure the UK has sufficient vaccine for groups who are most at risk from coronavirus vaccine. So please go and read that page. I'm going to give that URL out again. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health forward slash five three double seven six two five zero and i'm just going to check the time here well we we are getting towards our limit so i've just got two further links but one is the live reporting link um uh, i'll just mention this technology one definitely from uh, leo keelon and i'm going to spell his name surname K-E-L-I-O-N, the Technology Desk Editor. Again, this was from yesterday, the 13th. Coronavirus, England's contact tracing app trial gets underway. There's been a lot of commotion about security and safety and spamming and so on in the past. But the URL for this, let me put this in the room. I'm just going to copy and paste it now into the chat client. 
<clears throat> I'm very aware of the time at this point, but we've got bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash technology dash five three seven six five two four zero. Okay, and uh, let me just read again, very short part of it. A trial of the English, so England, England, coronavirus app is getting underway. It will be limited to residents of the Isle of Wight, that's where they used before, and also the borough of Newham in the, well, London, borough of London, in London. The app will be available in the Apple and Google's online stores, but users will need to enter a code to activate it. The software will tell users to self-isolate for a fortnight, that's 14 days, if the app detects they have been in close to someone else that has been subsequently diagnosed with the virus. So this is something to do with using the Bluetooth, but it will be uh, uh, anonymized, what's the word? You know, the, the you be no exchange of names. Uh, the app has several other functions, including an alert system that informs users of the coronavirus risk levels close to their home, with the area defined by the first part of their uh, postcode, a QR barcode scanner so users can check when they visit a venue and be told if others are there later tested positive, Symptom checking tool, which allows users to book a free test and get the results via the app. A countdown function that comes into effect if they are told to self-isolate so users can keep track of how long they have to stay at home. So very important one. That's why I've read a little bit more of that. All I'm going to do now is to um, refresh the summary page. Um, this is the live reporting page. And um, yes, we, we, we've had some uh, um, people in France uh, give reports. We've also had people that um, have been reporting um, uh, short, very quick cancellations of holidays. And that's even people going, staying in the UK and going to holiday homes in the UK. Uh, and it's been very frustrating. Uh, some people have been, um, you know, almost had their car packed to then get a text to say um, their their holiday is no longer available. So there are some people even that have decided what they thought to be to be uh, a safe route of staying in the UK and um, they have um, uh, still fallen uh, foul of that. Um, and one of the places, this is fairly new, Dutch Outbreak, fueled by private gathering. Many young people in the Nether Netherlands are not following lockdown rules strictly, leading to a spike in infections. The country's coronavirus spokesman has told the BBC 70% uh, of the cases were coming from private gatherings. Um, New Zealand has extended its uh, largest city of Auckland shut down by 12 days. And um, there's quite a few little updates there. But I will just say the easiest thing to do is to give out that live news feed page one final time and then we'll wrap up for today and the url for that and remember this will be possibly changed when you check it bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash 
53775682. Okay, well, that's bringing to the end our midweek episodes of Never Isolated. Um, this has been episode 105, Never Isolated, Updates, Travel and Stats. Next time I'll be back, we'll be over the weekend sometime, possibly late on the Saturday, possibly Sunday, with our Lonesome Quiz 17. And if you found a uh, podcast directory with the list of all our things and you find it a little bit depressing, you don't want to go too far back, perhaps just check the more recent data ones, uh, perhaps go back as far as episode uh, uh, 97, 96, 98, the last five or six covering the last two weeks, as those have been very much different changes. And then perhaps cherry pick those 16 previous uh, Lonesome Quiz episodes. Lonesome, of course, because you're not, there's nobody else doing it with you. But I do tell you how what the potential scoring that you could have and hope you can still enjoy that so i'm going to play us out thanks ever so much for listening thank you for listening to never isolated show id 7910667 hosted here on torture bye for now with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>